Welcome to the Barry Trammell Show. Baker Mayfield is a Sooner legend, but he's experienced a meandering road in the National Football League, being dumped in Cleveland despite quarterbacking the Browns' playoff victory, first playoff victory since 1994, then cups of coffee with the Panthers and Rams, before finding work as the Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback this season, and Mayfield has led Tampa Bay to the playoffs, where they got a victory over the Eagles last weekend, and now Tampa Bay plays Detroit in the NFC semifinals. Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times joins us to talk about Baker Baker Mania. But first, let's thank these sponsors for supporting the Barry Trammell Show. Next Generation Roofing, Weedman Law and Service, FireLakeJobs.com, Oklahoma's Ford Dealers, Oklahoma's 988 Helpline, Two Fellas Moving, and the Oklahoma Blood Institute. Friends, our community is facing an emergency blood shortage due to this frigid weather. Our Blood Institute tells us there is only enough life-saving blood to help hospitals and patients for a day or two. So we urge you to donate immediately to help save the lives of local patients. I've been a blood donor for the more than a quarter century. I've donated 200 times, more than 200 times, and every time I give, I'm rewarded with the feeling that this is grassroots humanity. People helping people. Like police, fire rescue, and ambulance services, the blood supply is part of the emergency response team. Will you respond? Schedule your appointment now at obi.org. And now we bring in Rick Stroud from the Tampa Bay Times. Rick, welcome to the show, and welcome to the Oklahoma bandwagon. Uh, over Baker Mania, uh, he's uh, what now? We're five and uh, we're six years removed from Baker Mayfield, but he's still beloved in Oklahoma. Had a renaissance season. What? How, what do you make of Baker's uh, season so far in Tampa Bay? Well, I, I think he's becoming beloved in Tampa too, just because of, of the way he's produced. But more than that, um, you know, to, you think about the job he's had to do coming in here, really replacing, if you will, or being the quarterback after Tom Brady with all the success that Tom had, um, but to do it his way. And he ingratiated himself real, you know, right away with the, the players in the locker room, starting with his offensive linemen, no mistake there. Got to be good friends with Tristan Wirfs and Luke Gedeke and those guys. And, um, you know, he, he has uh, he's earned it. You know, he went out there. He was willing to compete with Kyle Trask if that was truly a competition. And, you know, for the guy to, to, to humble himself, uh, you know, $4 million contract, um, you know, win the, the NFC South and, and the playoff game, the way he's done it, it's been about as good as the Bucks could have ever hoped for. I mean, you didn't really have a lot of dealings with Baker Mayfield before this season. From afar, it looks like he's matured a little bit. He's not necessarily, you know, the, the Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer, type personality he was at Oklahoma and maybe in Cleveland. Uh, has, he, has he grown up a little? Has he talked about maybe uh, the maturation process? Yeah, you know, Barry, I think we all grow up, right, when we're, we're 22 years old. And, and you just think about what he has been through in his professional career, um, you know, going to a, a franchise that was 1-31. in 31, um, He went through, what, three, three or four head coaches in that time. His third year, he got into the playoffs. He won a playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then the injuries came. Um, and then, you know, by the time he got here, he had been to four. This is his fourth team in about 16 months. I mean, that's 
even for, uh, you know, the NFL, that's a lot of travel, especially on a quarterback that had as much pedigree as he did. But um, again, I, I do, you know, he's talked about it. He has grown up through those experiences. But more than that, I think he's rediscovered his love for the game. You know, Todd Bowles was somebody that with the New York Jets was looking heavily at Baker Mayfield when he was coming out of Oklahoma because they had the third overall pick. They didn't know if Baker was going to go number one to Cleveland or not. And they struck up a relationship during that draft process. And, and Todd just really fell in love with his moxie, um, with, with his leadership, the way he played the game. Of course, he didn't have a chance to get him. They got Sam Darnold, but he remembered all of that and all those traits. And so when they were reunited, what they told Baker was, look, come in here and be yourself. You know, I, I think I think at times the Browns tried to beat that out of him a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, football, again, is fun. Now, you know, it's fun because you win, right? It's a chicken and the egg thing. But um, but he is being himself. He is having fun. And, um, you know, I know they, they're both, I think, looking for a longer-term relationship here. Okay, Rick, when you look at uh, when you look at Baker Mayfield, he's not a prototypical overall number one pick. Doesn't have he's not six foot four. Doesn't leap tall buildings in a single bound. Doesn't you know run around like a like a uh, Kyler Murray or somebody. Um, but he does have a lot of uh, a good NFL traits. You know, he's an accurate passer, leadership, all those kinds of things. Do you do you see a long term future as a starting NFL quarterback for Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I, I do, because I, I think he's proven this year um, that, you know, he can operate uh, within the pocket. Uh, you know, this is a new offense, a new new play caller. He had a lot to overcome. I mean, Dave Canales came here from Seattle where he was a quarterback's coach and kind of saw the revitalization of Geno Smith out in Seattle. And it's a similar deal. I mean, Geno was not a first overall pick, and he was a much older quarterback, and he hadn't played in like six years. Um, but the thing about Baker is, uh, and they talk about this in the building, is just, you know, his, uh, you know, how smart he is as a football player. Like, he's been in a lot of offenses. He understands ball. And he knows himself and his limitations very well. But even though he's not six foot four and, and all of that, he has a really strong arm. I mean, that's something that, that Baker has had that I think, you know, guys his size may not possess. And in the right offense where they can get him, sort of out on the edge at times, um, you know, throwing off platform, rhythm throws. That's, that's when he's at his best. But he's also, you know, just a guy that uh, knows how to play the position, knows how to protect the ball. I mean, if you look at this season, he had 28 touchdowns, which was a career high and only 10 interceptions. That's a pretty good ratio. Um, and for as many times as he threw the football. So uh, I, I really do think that, you know, you, you want to design a system around him. I think he's got to have, like any quarterback, a lot of good weapons at his disposal. Well, run game helps, and they didn't have that for half the year, and he still managed to get him off to a good start. So he's had to overcome a lot of limitations on this offense. And, you know, like any any level of football, your quarterback is going to make the big difference. And he he has, in fact, been the difference maker for them this year. You mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, this is a uh, relationship that both sides appear to want to extend. Baker's an unrestricted free agent. Do you expect uh, a, a contract coming with uh, with Mayfield and the uh, and the Buccaneers? Yeah, I do. I mean, I've talked to his agents and I've talked to the Bucks, and, and you know, my experience in doing this for a long time is just that when you have two parties that uh, have a mutual interest in doing something, it gets done. And you know, for Baker. 
Um, stability is something that he has lacked in his career, both in the, you know, in coaching. And then, of course, like I said, four teams in 15, 16 months. Um, I know that, you know, he and his wife would, would like to, they're going to have a baby in April. Uh, I think they'd like to be in one spot maybe for a couple of years. They love Tampa. It's, it's a great place to live, as, as our friend Mike Sherman knows, that was down here for a while. And, um, you know, and, and the organization, um, I, I think they, you know, I, I think they feel very comfortable with him as their quarterback going forward because they, they were in a transition, transition period from a Super Bowl team, didn't have a lot of cap room. Now they're going to have more cap space, um, another draft class, which will help this team. They're kind of transitioning to becoming a younger team. Um, and so one more year, uh, you know, to continue on with him, I think would work. Now he's probably looking at about a three-year contract. Um, and if it's similar to Geno Smith, it's going to be somewhere between $30, $35 million a year. But I think, like I said, the two of them will work together. Uh, to make that happen because it just makes too much sense. I don't think he wants to play for, for a fifth team, uh, you know, in in, uh, in two years. You know, you mentioned the uh, the uh, cap structure of the of the Buccaneers. Brought in Tom Brady. Clearly, it paid off. You know, famously with the Super Bowl title, uh, and you know, it it looked like you know when when Tom steps aside, then you know maybe a, a little bit of an adjustment. How quick? The, the the quick result of, of making the playoffs, winning the division, winning a playoff game in year one after Tom Brady, what does that do for the bridge getting Tampa Bay back to where it wanted to be as a perennial playoff contender and perhaps Super Bowl contender? Is, does this just expedite what, what appeared to be a, a rebuilding process? Yeah, Barry, it's hard to do in the NFL. They were trying to thread a needle here. Usually you see teams take a step back. Uh, from the Super Bowl um, era, especially especially a team like this that spent so much money on veteran players, there were there were you know the Indomitian Sues and the Julio Joneses and and these kind of guys, Antonio Browns, um, you know they they were taking on extra cap room, they were pushing contracts down uh, in the, you know the future years, even though they had you know, essentially dead cap room. So it's it's really a, a tough thing to do to continue to win. But they looked at the division, which is still. Very winnable. This is the third straight year they've won this division. That's never happened for them before, and and it's the and it's the longest playoff run in the NFC. I mean, I think people forget that. You know, Tom obviously made it four times. Baker has made it further in his first year already than Tom made it in his in his final year, and that's that's really a tribute to him and to the and to Jason Light and the Bucks um, for keeping this team. You know, restocked with some young talent. We've seen some guys come on at midseason that are now starters on this team that, you know, that were part of their draft class, Elijah Cansey and Yaya Diaby on defense. And, um, but they still got uh, kind of a young core of players like Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, and, and then some old guard, obviously, with, with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So it's a nice mix. And there are some guys that have won rings. And so that always helps you. But I do think that they've managed to find a way. Um, to stay competitive while they kind of retool and, and, and transition to a younger team. I think they're about the fifth youngest team now in the NFL, and they were by far the oldest team in the NFL. Does This seems funny to say, but does, does, has Baker provided Tampa Bay with the, with the best quarterback situation uh, in, the, uh, in the NFC South? Uh, Bryce Young, who knows what will happen with you know, that decrepit uh, franchise? Atlanta doesn't have a quarterback. Uh, we'll see what the Saints do, but I mean, it, it looks like Baker's got the got the Buccaneers with the best quarterback situation going forward. 
I don't I don't think there's any question about that. And and you know it can change quickly. I, I'm a big believer in Bryce Young. I just think that team doesn't have any talent around him, and their coaching situation and ownership has been poor. Um, you can't fire a coach with a rookie quarterback 11 games into the into his first year. That's going to set him back, obviously. Um, and you know the con- the sort of comparison with C.J. Stroud isn't helping either right now. But um, but yeah, Atlanta. You know Desmond Ritter has not been the answer in Atlanta. Uh, whoever goes in there is going to have to find an answer for quarterback. And you know Derek Carr, who you know cost about 150 million dollars. You know the Bucks. Well, they, they were after a free agent quarterback, but they couldn't sit at Derek Carr's table. They couldn't sit even at Jimmy Garoppolo's table, which was 75 or $80 million, and he wound up not starting with the Raiders. So if you look at the landscape of free agent quarterbacks last year, uh, you know, Baker was obviously the, by far the biggest bargain, but more than that, he was the best player. And, and I think with this team and some stability – um, he'll be the best player again at, at that position. And Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. I'm not sure, you know, the Saints finished with the same record in the regular season, but the Bucks won some tiebreakers over them. So they're going to be they're going to be relevant again next year. But um, but for his upside, uh, for what you you know looking looking in the future, if he can do this in year one, how much better will he be year two, year three, year four if he's able to stay in Tampa? Last line of questioning, and we got uh, we got Sunday. We got uh, the the Buccaneers going to Detroit. The Cinderella story: the Lions uh, have uh, released from their slumber and tough environment for Tampa Bay. You know, going into Detroit, the city's ablaze. They got a good team. Uh, what do you expect to see Sunday out of Baker and the Buccaneers? Well, I think they'll be ready to play. It is uh, from what, you know, Baker was calling some of his former Ram teammates who just played there, and, and they said, you know, uh, it's it's louder than loud. I mean, I think they were like at 133 decibels, jet engine, all that kind of stuff. Those people are really, really letting loose, and, and they should. Um, so, so noise will be an issue. You have to handle that. Um, they haven't really played in a loud situation in some time. There was nobody at Carolina, for example. Um, so they're going to have to handle, you know, their business on that end. Um, but listen, this is not the same Bucks team that lost to the Lions, you know, back in October. I mean, they they have a different defense. They have younger players. Todd Bowles is, is I think he gets forgotten that he's also the defensive play caller. And he devised a great game plan, um, you know, against the Eagles, who, who clearly were not playing well. But he went with a six-man front. He had man coverage at safety in different places and and they got after those guys and I think they will again they'll have a new plan for the Lions the last one didn't work um but the Lions from top to bottom I think are maybe the most solid team in the NFC you know I've seen San Francisco they're kind of on a revenge tour Barry I mean they they beat Philadelphia if they can beat the Lions who they lost to they might get the 49ers next so and then you know looking ahead I don't know maybe maybe the Buffalo Bills so um when you play a team a second time you make adjustments um, you know, I think it's harder for the team that won to try to figure out what you're going to do differently. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. But uh, there's also a little bit of pressure on the Lions. I think, you know, the first time you win, because um, I remember when the Bucks did that, even going back to Tony Dungy, it's everybody is floating around thinking, oh, my gosh, we, you know, they won a playoff game. They're in the divisional championship. And then guess what? Here comes another really good football team. You got to get right back in it and get focused. And, and, you know, stop the champagne. And so um, we'll see how the Lions handle the pressure, but they're really solid and it's going to be a tough game. But I, 
I think they'll be competitive so long as, you know, they, they do the things like take care of the football and get off to a decently fast start. If you let that crowd take over, it's going to be a long day. Well, we'll certainly be watching. What a story for Tampa Bay and for Baker Mayfield. It's been a great marriage so far and been a great season. And, and perhaps uh, the Buccaneers can go engineer the upset in Detroit. Thanks for joining us, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Thanks for having me, Barry. You bet. Thanks a lot. Hey, stay tuned for further shows on the Barry Trammell Show on here on Sellout Crowd. Remember, go to uh, all your places where you get your, uh, where you get your uh, podcasts and uh, sign up, register, leave a comment. We will talk to you next week.